Oh, and that's a brilliant effort. And they've turned it right around. episode of Dowry, the Saudi football podcast by Arab News. Another huge week in the Russian Saudi in which Al-Halal grabbed most of the spotlight and the Saudi quartet began their group stage campaigns in the AFC Champions League. Uh, with me as usual to debrief is Arab News sports editor Ali Khaled, discuss the latest happenings and later, of course, we'll have the latest dispatch from our very own Khaled Al-Arafa, who covered a variety of topics and, of course, a very big match as well. Ali, AK, what were the highlights for you? Hi, Peter. Good to be back. Uh, as usual, uh, the, the, um, you know, we're in the middle of uh, a match week and so many games. Crazy uh, match week. Yeah, mate. And it's, it, so many matches coming thick and fast with the Champions League uh, starting and, of course, uh, last weekend's games. And we are in the middle of a, of a match week as well. Uh, you know, as usual, uh, I think we have to start with the biggest news, and as always, it is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, you know, uh, Al Nasser have uh, uh, continued their winning ways in the league uh, last week, and um, you know, Ronaldo and um, uh, Sadio Mane really are uh, hitting top form at the moment. I think uh, the big thing was uh, their their Champions League game. In Iran, where like you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people were like just absolutely so excited, like to see them, uh, um, you know, come out, uh, take to the streets. They just want to get a glimpse of Cristiano more more than anyone else, and um, you know, and obviously the rest of the team as well. But it just shows the popularity uh, of yeah of the man himself, but also like just how big uh, Al Nasser has become internationally, you know, like, you know, you wouldn't have expected these kind of scenes uh, in previous years, you know, but like now with Ronaldo there, um, you know, as usual, Ronaldo himself was very generous with his times, with his fans, yeah. you know, they, 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 we saw those videos go viral of him, like with the little boy, you know, the Iranian boy, that shy kid, you know, he came in and uh, Cristiano obviously like uh, uh, chatted to him and the 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 boy did the celebration as well. And then he met another viral video there. He met uh, this uh, Iranian artist, female artist, you know, you know, it's great to see really, really good to see. I mean, he is, we've mentioned it before, he's embraced the project. Uh, he's embraced uh, his life in Saudi and he's become, he's become a fantastic ambassador. It's important to mention as well, Ali, that, you know, yeah, we know what this is bringing to Saudi and the football, but now what Saudi's taken to the world of football, you know, the Champions League is one such example. We've had Saudi Arabia playing in Newcastle United, and now this. So it's not just it's it's not just in our own home where this is, is such a huge effect. Absolutely, really good point, Pete. Because you know, like it, it, they are like really like sort of spreading. Um, the word on the Saudi league, of course, by, you know, with the, but, you know, it, there's been an improvement in PR uh, by the clubs, you know, their communications teams, you know, like obviously just going away to these champions league matches, uh, you know, uh, we're starting to see, you know, like the, the actual excitement, like how much, you know, people outside 
are uh, are excited to see these teams for the first time playing outside Saudi Arabia, as you mentioned. You know, uh, you know, uh, it's been a it's been a very interesting week for uh, Al Hilal uh, uh, as well, Pete. You know, I think uh, they've played three times since we last spoke. So yeah. you know, the, you know, like the, the, they don't seem to, be, to always have more games than everyone else. But uh, yeah, they've played the, the they played three times since the, it started off. Uh, you know, with uh, you know, with Neymar's debut. You know, I mean, that was uh, obviously like the big happening of last week. It was a big win for them, and uh, our own Khaled Al Arafa was there. So you know, you know, here's his dispatch from Riyadh. Hi Ali, hi Peter. How are you guys? The sixth round of the Russian League finished with no surprises except the match that I was covering. Al-Hilal and Riyadh, uh, we were expecting goals, a lot of goals in that match, but 6-1, that was really tough. Al-Hilal won uh, 6-1. Uh, it was a great welcoming for Neymar Jr., who entered the match uh, in, the sec- in the middle of the second half. I mean, the head coach picked the right moment for him. It was 3-0 for Al-Hilal. Neymar even uh, participated in two goals. He assisted the fourth goal. From Malcolm, and he gave the pass that a penalty uh, got from Malcolm out of the that pass. So he was involved with two goals. Such a great day for him. The match, the stadium was almost packed with fans that they were just waiting for Neymar to enter the field. So probably it was a great day for Al Hilali's fans. Really bad day for Riyadh who lost six one. Anyways, after the match, I spoke to uh, Savic. The player for Al-Hilal for the first time uh, speaking to the media was a flash interview. As always, uh, the guy said that we didn't want to stop. Uh, We wanted to keep on scoring. Uh, The coach told us, continue scoring, don't stop. Uh, The midfield was kind of empty for us, so we took the opportunity and uh, we did a great job. And he mentioned that he's playing in a new position for him, but he's still learning and he's enjoying it. And on the other hand, I spoke to Andrew Gray, the player that used to play in Watford, uh, that he just joined Real four days before the match. The guy was kind of surprised with the score, but he said, we know that Al-Hilal is a strong team. But we have to fix our problems. Uh, for him, personally, he said that he hasn't played for a long time. So it was a good day that he played in 90 minutes. And he promised to give more and more for our real team. Anyways, uh, the, the, the round was finished. Uh, it was a great day for Al-Hilal, who they became first. And the rest to you guys. Back to you, Ali. Amazing. As you said, Ali, though, the first of three big matches for Al-Hilal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they, uh, that was uh, obviously uh, there was excitement of Neymar's making his debut, like a massive win, big win, yeah. you know, um, and uh, top of the league. And then, you know, it's been a little bit disappointing since then. You know, they, they struggled in the Champions League. They were trailing one nil away uh, to Nafahor of uh, Uzbekistan until very, very deep into stoppage time, Peter. I mean, it really looked like a lost cause. But uh, uh, it took a goal from defender Ali Al-Balehi in the 101st minute. To save them, they got a one-one draw. I mean, in you know, I, I suppose you could look back and say that's a, a valuable point uh, considering the position they were in. But you know, they, you know, Al Hilal always expect to win every match, so they would have been disappointed. And then on the return to league action, uh, they drew one-one with 15th place Damak. They took an early lead through Malcolm, but were pegged back in the second half. Couldn't find a winner. I, I think all in all, a very disappointing few days for Al Hilal. You know, um, it, you know, they, again, another game they would have really expected to to, uh, to win. Champions League that comes around the world and all the teams that are in it now they forget they, they it, it it's difficult to 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 sort of 
to jump from domestic duty to Champions League. So it's it something that all the teams are going to have to embrace. Uh, meanwhile, the champions keep ticking along. Uh, yes, Al-Ittihad beat uh, Al-Akhdud last week. Uh, narrow 1-0 win, but, you know, uh, they're ticking along nicely, as you say. Uh, in the Champions League, it was a comfortable 3-0 win overall. You know, they also had uh, Uzbek opponents at GMK. Uh, they played in Jeddah. They won 3-0, so it was quite comfortable. And then they completed a fine week for them with a 2-1 win over Fatah. And Golo Kante scoring the winner. I'm sure Chelsea fans will be thrilled that their uh, former players are doing so well in Saudi Arabia. Absolutely, which brings us nicely to this week's special guest, uh, Joe Morrison, one of the region's most experienced and renowned football pundits. So, Joe Morrison is with us. Joe, how are you? Marvellous, marvellous. Zain Tamam, as they say. Very good, very good. Great, great to see you. I know Ali's got a load of questions. We're itching to get started, so I'll hand over to you, AK. Joe. So you've just commentated on one of the matches of the season. Tell us about Ittifak's dramatic win. Uh, oh, seven-game thriller, I think is how I'd describe it. And uh, Steven Gerrard made a sweat, literally and figuratively, of course, because it was uh, it was a damn hot night in Damam. Um, I think it was about 36 or 37 degrees centigrade at kickoff. Wow. And as uh, you both know, uh, <laughs> walking along the street in 36 and 37 degrees is one thing, but playing football in it, wowzers. But thankfully, it was quite dry. So, um, yeah, like I said, Steven Gerrard was sweating on the touchline and was made to sweat because obviously the winner came in injury time. So it, it, was, a, it was a damn good game. It was fabulous. Joe, um, obviously, Tifak have had a good start to the season. Altai... They would have been expected to beat them, uh, I suppose. But uh, still, you know, it turned out to be a very difficult game. And, uh, you know, uh, Gini Wijnaldum made a bit of an impact. Uh, uh, Dembele, as we know, has already been playing quite well. But uh, Gini Wijnaldum, um, is, I think, has made his uh, stamp on the Saudi League. Oh, I knew you would pick him out. Being a, <laughs> I knew that you would single him out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, those players—they're a—they're a class above. They really are. They—they they do stand out. Um, I mean, you said that Al Tai would be expected to beat them. <laughs> um, if you look back at last season, Ali, then yeah, absolutely, because they smashed them home and away, didn't they, Al Tai? But I would probably say, and I'm sticking my neck out here, I'd probably say, even though they're both mid-table teams, I'd class Al Etifak as a as a stronger side and a bigger no, team. No, actually, Joe, sorry, you misunderstood. I actually meant Al Tai. You would have expected Etifak playing the way they are ah, now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah I, I agree with you yeah. on that. You know. Yeah, well, well, the, the same applies, doesn't it, Ali? Because, like I said, I, people would have expected Al Etifak to beat Al Tai last season and they got beaten home and away um, by Al Tai. So... Yeah, but that was not how the game played out last night by any stretch of the imagination. Um, even though they got their goal in, what was it, 90 seconds or something, uh, Genie scored. After that, they were looking a little bit shaky, Aleti fact. So it wasn't considering the plethora of wonderful talent that they've got in that side, Aleti fact. They did not look comfortable, not at all for the 90 minutes. Yeah, and uh, look, I mean... Uh... We've had quite a few very exciting, very high-scoring uh, uh, games. Uh, Peter, you've mentioned it a few times. Uh, uh, we've had like 
a lot of goals coming in. Uh, this is obviously one of the, the games of the season so far. What was the atmosphere like? Well, you know what the crazy thing is? I had someone being critical the other day of, of the number of fans that have been turning up. to Let's, let's call them the, the mid-table and bottom half of the table games. But you have to put it in perspective, Ali, because, um, as you know, I've been doing La Liga for the last four years. You'd get um, games at the beginning of the season in La Liga where the new Camp would be half empty. And I mean that. And the reason is it's holidays, public holidays in Spain when the season kicks off. And the reason that I mentioned the temperature at the beginning is Spain, just like Saudi, fans have been asked to turn up when it's 35, pushing 40 degrees centigrade. The same applies in Spain. So um, the band that did turn up last night, and it wasn't a full house, I think I think the Prince Mohammed bin Fahd Stadium is about 25,000 or 26,000 capacity. So um, the band that did turn up, obviously there was a silent period when Altai had them under the cosh, but they um, they were loud, uh, especially when it got towards the end and they could smell that comeback, you know, was on that, certainly getting a point out of the game and then obviously at the very end getting the winner, you know. So it didn't feel, I don't know what the actual, do you know what the actual attendance was last night? No, I'm, I'm not, not sure. What the official attendance was, but even though it wasn't a full house, there was a period in that game where, honestly, it sounded like there was 100,000 in that stadium. Magic. Uh, Joe, um, I mean, I, I think maybe we skipped a, a, a quick um, a question right at the beginning. Uh, you were commentating on it. Uh, you tell us who you're commentating for. It was for SSC, um, Saudi sports company. So they have the rights for Arabic and English uh, for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Fantastic. And Joe, you mentioned uh, Steven Gerrard earlier. Uh, we saw like when they, you know, it's fuck had a de- good start to the season, you know, very good start to the season. After the second game, we saw that video of the players were celebrating in the dressing room and Gerrard was saying, it's only two games, it's only two games. And I think he's trying to keep everyone's feet on the ground, of course, you know, being a bit cautious and all that. But surely even him, he must have shown his emotions uh, yesterday uh, at the end of the game. Well, you know what the funny thing is, Ali? It's like, um, at the beginning, he was quite subdued. It's certainly the first quarter of the game he was quite subdued he was sitting in the dugout he was making notes he had a very thick pad actually it wasn't an a4 pad but it was a very thick pad of paper so i don't know how many how much notes he was making um but yeah certainly the first half he was a bit more subdued but when it came to the second half you could you could sense the you could sense the player in him coming out you know, he was right on the edge of the technical area. He was kicking every ball. He was like when the ball was in the air, he was going for the header. And I'll um, I'll never forget speaking years ago to to Brian Robson, the former well former England Manchester United legend, but more specifically when he was talking about Middlesbrough, and somehow. Um, uh, sometimes, sorry, he used to say he found it quite difficult having been a player, because remember at Borough, he was a player-manager first, wasn't he, before he yeah. became manager. So he was a player, player-manager, and then manager. And he found it quite difficult when he was when he could see what other players were not able to do and what he was trying to get them to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah very much. For, for Joe, someone... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, yeah, so for, for someone who's such a legend of the game with with wonderful ability. I 
probably I would love to get inside his head, by the way. And I would love to have been in that dressing room at half time last night uh, to see what his team talk was, because it was all hanging in the balance at that point. Um, but, yeah, I, I sense sometimes there's a little bit of frustration there when he can clearly see what's happening, feel what's happening because he, a player of his stature, but not being able to affect the game from the touchline, of course. Maybe, you know, Joe, I mean, um, it's such a good point. Like maybe that's you know, obviously there are great players that have become great managers, Zidane being one of them. But, uh, you know, there, it's probably why there's a lot of managers, a lot of great players in decide not to go into management. You know, I remember George Best saying that exact point and saying that like, he never went into it. He goes, he just could never, ever like do it because he oh, yeah. the game from the touchline. Someone like, someone like he said, George Best. Said, yeah, With absolutely. With the talent that he had, nobody, no one would be good enough. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and you and you stand on the touchline, just just going like, how can you not see that pass? How can you oh. not play that ball? How can you not make that dribble? Yeah, and I, I I get a little bit of a sense in that sometimes with. Uh, with Steven Gerrard, yeah. and because remember yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the players for well uh, both Altai and uh, Edifak that uh, were there last night they've much changed sides from last season. So we're only what was it? It was match day seven, yeah, uh, last night for both those sides. So it's still early in the season and they're still gelling. And remember they've had a little block of uh, ten day, uh, two weeks, ten days, where they lost players to the international break. So they're still finding each other on the pitch. If, if yeah. that makes. Joe, I mean, uh, obviously, look, you've uh, you've managed. Uh, sorry, you've commentated and uh, managed and, and and been a presenter on. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you've, you've been doing you've been doing the La, La Liga, but you've worked in the UAE. You've worked in Asia. Uh, so you you know you've you've done lots of different leagues, different cultures, and all that. How do you see the excitement around this one? You know, again. New project, as you know, I know you're you're familiar with with Saudi football from before, but surely this is a whole new uh, level. Oh yes, I mean I've been commentating on the Saudi league for about a year and a half now, um, and prior to last season, it was only um, big games that I was called in to do. They didn't do English commentary on um, the, the the usual weekend matches. Let's call it that. It was only Clasicos. It was only Kings Cup finals, semi-finals, um, big derby games, and, and that was it. They didn't cover the others. So just by being asked to commentate now every weekend, you show the, the level of interest that has increased. I mean, you guys doing this podcast, it's fabulous, isn't it? That um, that, that wasn't, uh, wasn't a consideration, was it, a couple of seasons ago? No one would be coming to you and asking and saying, would you like to do a podcast in English um, for Arab News? on the Saudi Pro League. So there's definitely a huge buzz. Um, uh, there's there's uh, much greater interest from ab abroad. I mean, I'm being asked a lot more to, whether it's officially, unofficially, um, on record, on the air, sorry, or off air to, you know, my opinions on Saudi football. So I've seen a huge change. And in particular, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo made the difference, didn't he, from uh, January onwards. All of a sudden, it, and I think the, the best way to probably put it in perspective, Ali, is to talk about it from a commercial sense, you know. In meetings all over the MENA region, all over the world, um, it is now being included in discussions in boardrooms, whether it's sponsorship, marketing, commercials, uh, coverage. We're talking about media. 
Listen, Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot as we do with all the guests. Um, but uh, bear in mind that Ali's had his his, his, his red and white Liverpool uh, say. So we, we both we both reign from the same region. So so feel free to mention Maxi if you will. But who, who's caught your eye, uh, players players or clubs so far? Um, um, well, there's the obvious ones, you know. Al Nasser stronger, Al Ali much stronger. Because remember, Al Ali. Uh, pretty miserable, I would say, last year. So uh, they are a lot stronger. Al-Itihad and Al-Halal are always going to be there. And I would say one of the champions, despite all of the big summer signings, I still think the champions come from one of those two. Al-Itihad yeah. Al-Halal. Are you going to give it a call or are you just going to, are you just going to leave it at the, one of those two? Well, oh, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go for Al Ittihad, and the reason I'll go for Al Ittihad is is nothing other than they play in stripes, and it, I know it's not black and white stripes, but it's not that far away. Well, if you're watching on a black and white TV, it's black and white stripes. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, uh, perfect. And, and up with today's guest, absolutely fantastic to see, as always, the ever vibrant Joe Morrison. Thank you so much, Joe. Pleasure, boys. Pleasure. Great stuff. Big thanks to Joe, as always. Hope to see him again very soon. OK, Ali, looking ahead to the weekend, uh, another big Jeddah v Riyadh Classico. Yes, absolutely massive match between Al-Ahli and Al-Nasser uh, in Riyadh, Peter. I'm really excited to see this. This could be one of the games of the season. Uh, Al-Ahli, um, you know, just really exciting team. They, they're playing really well. Um, look, their forward line of Alan St. Maximin, used to play for your beloved Newcastle. Uh, Riyad Mahrez on the right. and He's Robert loving Firmino. it, by the way. He is. He scored the winner last week, you know, for them. And, um, oh, by the way. Yeah. I, look, he's he's enjoying his uh, his time, you know, uh, in Saudi. Playing really well. Riyad Mahrez, of course. Uh, Roberto Firmino has had a couple of injuries. Uh, you know, he's missed a couple of matches. But, uh, you know, for me, that is probably the most creative of forward lines as creative as it gets in the in the Saudi pro, uh, pro League, um, well, football really. You know, when you consider all the tricks and you know, like Firmino's link up play and the tricks on on Adwin's really exciting team Al Ahly. It's brilliant. It's been brilliant watching them. And of course, Al Nasser. You know, we've already mentioned them. We've already mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo and Sadio Mane really hitting top form. This could be one of the games of the season. Really exciting to see this one. As always, then predictions. I'm going to be a bit of a bit of a coward on this one. I'm going to go for a two-two draw. Oh right, okay. You've got to take take the safe option of the draw. Um, for any of our listeners that that, that want to go, go and have a look at Alan's Instagram. By the way, Alan St. Maximum that Ali was just talking about, uh, the king of the stepovers, and uh, I know his social media team, Ali, and they they must have a job because they they get so much great footage of it. But it just proves that he's loving life in Saudi and uh, go go and check out some of the skills from from this week because he he, he played yeah I, Peter you know like it's uh, you know we were just discussing I was discussing with some of the um, other journalists you know again we mentioned this a lot about Cristiano last year and we mentioned it about uh, Alan St. Maximin but it really applies to a lot of the players they do really seem to be enjoying themselves you know um, yep. they seem to have embrace this you know you know there's there's a lot of cynicism you know outside about why the reasons they're coming in but like they are enjoying their football you know one of the other things you know which was mentioned right at the start of the series you know uh back in august saying that the weather as well is 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 going to be uh improving over the next few weeks over the next couple of months which 
will really help the quality of football on the pitch as well. I think we saw in the early weeks, players looked really tired. You know, they're exhausted, you know, with the, with the humidity. Things are getting better. Players are... Uh, getting used to the league, getting used to the new culture and all that. And a lot of people see it, like a lot of the uh, players seem to be uh, really enjoying themselves. Also, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, you know, that the, we've, the transfer window closed, which I think was a good thing, you know, after all the yeah. excitement. You know, we, we've had the first international break out of the way. The, the league table started to take shape. I think we can now really sort of focus on the football, you know, really get into the stride of the league. And, and I think we'll see it this week. And then, like I said, uh, you know, the games are coming, you know, thick and fast, you know, in, uh, in the Saudi Prem, um, Pro League and in the Champions League. So exciting times ahead. Plenty of goals. There's goals, goals galore. Let's hope for another goals galore this weekend. That's it for this episode of Bowery. We'll be back again, of course, next week. Whoever your team is, we wish you all the luck in the world. Have a great weekend. 